What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Talking Blue No Talkie podcast. Zach and Joe back here with you. Joseph, how you doing, my brother? How's everything? Zach, what's going on, man? Everything's good. Everything's good. Recovering from uh, a long weekend, an exciting, adventurous, eventful weekend. Um, what's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. A lot, a lot. Let me just say, our last episode when we went over the Seattle game. Like afterwards, I think we had a little bit of low energy. So let's bring the energy today. Let's get it going. Let's have a fucking show. Now, you said you're kind of had a crazy weekend. Let's hear yeah, about it. I'll bring the energy. I'm, uh, I got a day of rest uh, since the weekend. Like I said, it was an eventful weekend. I was drained afterwards. So uh, start with Friday. I had myself a three-day weekend. Had the day off on Friday. Played in a nice... Uh, Charity golf tournament out at Bear Creek uh, for the Bookout family. Uh, it's a friend of my uncle's whose son uh, was diagnosed with cancer and you know had a few things, a few health problems going on. Uh, he's he's doing all right right now, but uh, I think this cancer might still be there. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a great golf tournament. Great day for it. Beautiful weather on Friday. Um, had a beautiful was, weekend of weather here in St. Louis. Just, it was awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Um. It was me, my dad, and my brother-in-law. Uh, we didn't play too well. We only shot about like three or four under, I think. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was yeah, not not very good for a four-man scramble. But um, my uncle, he's a stick, and he just was not having it that day. He did, could he not. Didn't feel like care, he didn't feel like carrying you guys, dude. My, the straps were on my back, brother, because I'm I'm nowhere near as good as him. But I'm You're a uh, decent golfer. You're a decent I'm quite golfer. a bit better than my my dad and brother in law. A uh, little side jab to both of them if you're listening. But uh, yeah, I was the straps were on my back and oh, they were hurting my back. Um, I I played really good. I'm not not to brag or anything, but um, and I will brag here. I hit the longest drive of my life at this tournament on the long drive hole, the 14th hole at Bear Creek. That one that it's like the elevated tee box with the driving range the right next to it. Yep. Yeah, downhill. The wind was at our back, so take that for what you will. But a 320, I, I think it was even 321-yard drive. I've never even had one over 300. 297 was my highest I've ever known about. So that was just like a bomb. I was hitting, it's a, like a 530-some-odd-yard hole. I was hitting like a 7-iron into the green. It was nuts. Joey um, Bryson. Joey Bryson out here. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You bring up that 14th hole at Bear Creek. It's my favorite hole, and you want to know why? Was that? Whenever I hit the ball left, I come out with six more balls than I <laughs> The so, Rocky hey, yeah. range balls. They might be range balls, but hey, <laughs> when you're bad, you need ball. Any ball. You take what you get. 
Yeah, you take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I was like, the tournament started at like nine o'clock, and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to start drinking right away. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be a long day. I'm going to pace myself <laughs> a little <False>. bit. <laughs> we get to the second hole. And this one of the vendors there, he had this stationary bike with a blender behind the seat. So you like pour your cocktail in there and pedal on the bike and mix your drink up. And I'm like, well, I got to have one of those. I got to hop on the bike. Of course. So, so margarita, second hole. It, it was great. And that just got the day going. Uh, finished the golf tournament, met with some friends up at uh, Ethel's. Did some drinking there, did a little bar hopping, ended up at a buddy's house, and next thing I know, it's 3.30 in the morning, and we're finding a ride back home. Oh, boy. Long <laughs> day of drinking. Solid, um, solid Friday. Yeah, great Friday. Uh, brings us into Saturday. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Adam Lennox, uh, my best friend since literally diapers my whole life, grew up across the street from me. Um, they're having a uh, baby girl. They don't know the name yet. She's due in September, or December. Congrats to him. Adam. Mostly, um, congrats on the sex, but congrats, congrats on the sex. Yes, uh, him and his lovely wife Kayla. Uh, we had their baby shower and then uh, diaper party later that day. Um, so that was just a great day. You know, baby shower was at like some sort of venue, and then uh, so was, hold, hold on. So I thought baby showers, and this may be I'm stupid. Generally for the women. I thought baby showers were for the women, and then the diaper party was like a guy thing now. No? Like, is that... Yeah, so the that's generally the case, and I think as time's been going on, I think it's getting more, like, meshed together with everything. Um, so, the like I said, the baby shower was at, like, an actual venue. Like, they had a lot of people there. But then the diaper party was a little more, like, what you could say, intimate. Like, that was also co-ed, but it was more so, like, my buddy's... His family was mostly there, and yep. uh, so it was, it was at his parents' house, and um, so yeah, not as many people were going to be there. But anyway, yeah, so had like a perfect three-hour gap to watch the Blues game in between those two things. Uh, we'll get into a little more. That's another story in itself. We'll get into that more when we talk about that game. Um, but yeah, that was a great day. I had a little poker tournament at the at the diaper party. I won first place. No big deal. Let's, let's um, go. <laughs> and then uh, that brings us into Sunday. Uh, my buddy Adam, who's uh, having the baby, he lives in Kansas City now. And uh, he's a big Chiefs fan, a big football fan. A couple of my other friends are big football fans. Like I said, I'm trying to get into it now. So I had them all over for a little football Sunday and just a great top off to a fantastic weekend. I mean... All, top top five weekend, like all-time weekend, just great time, great weather, great company, great friends. And, uh, yeah, I was exhausted after the weekend by, by about 7 o'clock Sunday after the 3 o'clock games. I'm just, I was beat. I was ready to go to bed. Got a great night of sleep Sunday night. And now energy's up and I'm ready to go. How was your weekend, man? Enough about me. <laughs> Definitely did not top yours. Uh, so Friday, Friday. I accompanied a friend of mine uh, to a haunted house out in Eureka, uh, Brookdale Farms. Nice little place. Pretty cheap, too. Like, notice that the pricing, like, I guess haunted houses go with inflation, too. Because, I mean, some of these, like, creepy world and the really big places are, like, 45 50 bucks. This was just a straight $20, you know, a little $20 buy-in. You know, you go and do the haunted maze. You know, you walk through a few houses. 
And also, like, it's a nice little place. Like, Brookdale Farms also has, like, a wedding venue right next to it. So while, while we were on the bus or the truck going into the maze where they were dropping us off at, there was a wedding going on, and we all, like, congratulated them, and, like, we're, like, yelling from the truck. It was pretty funny. That's um, awesome. Have, like, like, during the day, they have, like, live music. They have a stage. They have, uh, like, life-size checkers, uh, bags, all this stuff, and they have a bar. So it's 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 pretty decent. It was a nice little time. I think I crushed like three or four beers before we even got on the truck. Nice. So I was like trying to get a little bit tipsy. I mean, I'm not like a huge haunted house guy. I'm not really into that because like I, I'm not gonna lie, I get scared at that stuff. Like it's because yeah. I do like the jump scare stuff, and like oh, my yeah. first reaction is to put my fucking dukes up. And I want to <laughs> punch somebody. <laughs> and so like I was like, well, maybe if I you know chug a couple beers, it'll be fine. But I got put in the front of the, like, our group was like 10 people. Oh, and, and they're just pushing the you through as the yeah, first guy. Like, oh, yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> so I fucking went and, you know, I got scared before everyone else did. But it was a really, it was a really good time. So Friday night was good. Didn't really do much after. Came back home. Uh, Saturday, did a little uh, afternoon uh, lunch with my mom and her boyfriend. We went to High Point nice. right after talking about High Point. A couple oh, yeah. episodes back. So that was nice. Um, had a great, you know, great time there. And then we went to my aunt's house for a costume party. So it was, it was really decent. And I went over to my friend Mike's afterwards. Uh, we had a really good time. Uh, I think we were up until like two or three in the morning too, on Saturday too. So, Oh boy. And, yeah. I saw some of your, uh, pictures from your costume party. You, you had a good little, uh, get up on the wig yeah, and, and I, everything. This weekend coming up is my friend Corey's Halloween party and I'm going all out. So the girl that I went to the Halloween costume or the Halloween or the, fuck the haunted house the, the haunted house with yeah thank you very much words are difficult uh we're going together as the she's the bride of chucky and i'm gonna be chucky and like i'm getting the whole makeup thing done like all the scars and everything i'm gonna nice. get my skin painted a little bit white so it's gonna look legit so we're gonna we're going for that win because they do a costume contest uh they do like a duo contest and a single and uh i won the single last year from being the rock nice. you know that picture of the rock when he's like got the turtleneck Dude, I saw your picture of that last year. That was yeah. great. The turtleneck, <laughs> the chain, and the and the fanny pack and the in the fanny front. Pack. Yeah, yeah so that was I great. I won the individual with that last year. And you know what's funny is that those pictures never made the internet. Like, they never surfaced. Really? I think I, I got so plastered that night. And I don't remember what happened to the pictures. But I know they were on Snapchat for like 24 hours. I, so I you know saw it. Yeah, maybe it was Snapchat. I remember seeing it somewhere. You, Yeah, you did a good job. Just a little smaller than The Rock, but no big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there, though. I'm getting to where he's going. Uh, so, yeah, that was my weekend. It was pretty fun. Um, again, not as fun as yours, but decent. Uh, let's hop into some news. Uh, just some random stuff that we're going to touch on. First of all, we got to go over the the terrible event that happened yesterday afternoon over in St. Louis. Yeah. So um, our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims of that just terrible school shooting. Um, it's a gutless senseless act at um, the central visual and performing arts high school in South city. And I, I think it like also bled over into like a, like a junior college or something like that. Um, a little bit too. Um, there was a, uh, a female, student and a health teacher that were both uh tragically shot and killed um and then four other shooting victims as well uh, i believe those other four are supposed to be in pretty like stable condition um 
this uh this shooter was some 19 year old piece of shit former student at the school like this shit just drives me nuts we're not gonna get political we're not gonna go too much into this um you know we're a hockey podcast but definitely something i thought we needed to at least you know get our thoughts and prayers out there for yeah for sure just senseless stupid all the adjectives you can use to describe that i mean it's just it's awful i i I can't imagine when this crazy that happened right down the street from where I live. I mean, it's literally like three miles from my house. So that's, I I don't get it. I'll never understand why this stuff happens. I don't think any of us ever will. And uh, again, we're not going to like, not going to harp on this the whole time. I mean, but we just, something's got to change. You think something's got to change eventually where we can get stupid shit like this to stop pieces of shit killing. You know, I don't care if they're, young kids or you know young adults it doesn't matter killing people killing people is killing people and it's all awful so uh all of our thoughts and prayers go out to all those families anybody affect okay moving on let's move on to golf a little bit while we were talking golf so there was a new story that came out about Dustin, who they were talking about his numbers like his money that he made in live events this year so this year dustin johnson $31 million, $31,637,767 uh, in total earnings in live. Basically, it comes down to four million, four and a half million per event, one and a half million per round, $83,000 per hole, about 22 grand a shot. So that's ridiculous. Now, yeah, that's a lot of money. Good for him. Dude's rich. He's just getting richer, whatever. Uh, did we ever figure out if this money, I don't think we ever did. I don't think it's ever been confirmed. Is this money coming out of their contract money or is this on top of the contract money? There were reports going both ways and you know, we've seen the videos of the guys celebrating regardless of win or lose over there in the goofy ass live tour. So, uh I, good for him, I guess. I I could really care less. <laughs> Wow. Very opinionated on the live, I see. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I, I honestly don't know where the from as far as like does it come out of their contract or is it on top of it or nobody knows this fight. I mean, I'm sure we could find it, but contract money and all that stuff, I don't really know how that works and I don't know if it'll ever be released. I'm sure some people know, but I don't. You really don't like the live. No, dude, it's I mean, it, it's it's from it's, first off from a moral standpoint. Yes, that was my beginning dislike. You can get into whatever politics you want on that. I don't care. I just it's Saudi backed money. It's terrible people money. And yes, there's the PGA. Sure, they've had some deals, but this is like this is like one of those things where it's just like blatant. You know, this is wrong, but you're doing it anyway. And that's what I don't like. Like yes, there's like I said, there's like the PGA has done like some slight like. Saudi stuff and stuff in China and whatever, but like this whole like this is where the money for everything is coming from. The millions and millions and millions of dollars is coming from is blood money. Like that, I don't like. So that's the first part of it. Then it's just like it's just a joke of a league, dude. Like so, just this past weekend they played actually in Saudi Arabia. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. Huh. It was terrible. Uh, hey, Joe, I'd like to offer you 
fifty million dollars to go play golf, but you don't know you don't get to know where the money came from. That's a different thing, man, because I don't have <laughs> so, that money. But do you I have a price? Everyone has a price. Everybody has a price. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, and I. And honestly, I don't really blame these players. Let, let me get that straight. I don't really blame Dustin Johnson. I mean, dude has enough money anyway. His freaking father-in-law's Wayne Gretzky. His wife's Paulina Gretzky. I mean, Bonk. yeah. But like, there there's certain guys that like I don't blame them for taking the money. Like they're. Uh, Pat Perez, for instance, it's like that. That's so like such a dumb idea. If he doesn't do it anyway, his career was over. He's old. He didn't. He had money from like sponsorships. He's sponsored by Jordan, but like, dude wasn't gonna make much more money. I'm. Sh- he's not the biggest name out there anymore, and definitely isn't gonna win any events. So like, yeah, like I said, I don't really blame people for taking the money, but it's where this money's coming from. It's what Greg Norman's doing, like thinking that this is all right. And sure. He probably got paid the bag to do this too, but it's just, yeah, I don't up. like it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm conflicted on the live. I've talked about it with a bunch of people. And I think me and you have even had discussions about it. I like what it does. I'm not going to, we're not going to get too far into this, but I like what it does to make the, cause they're making the PGA. They're going to make the PGA change eventually. Cause the PGA is already starting to like, kind of bow down to some of the stuff like i mean dude why can you not wear shorts what is the point of not being able to wear shorts on tour what is that well i mean that's a whole country club thing it's not like i yeah it's through it's a tour thing too but like that's just the old old boys club thing like don't you think that's kind of annoying an old boys club like that runs like like i'm trying to i'm trying to make this quick we like like the way the game of golf is going with things like Good Good and Bob Does Sports and Country Club adjacent guys like that that are like growing the game and making it into like a fun thing to do. Then why like do we have to capitulate to the old boys clubs? Like why cannot like if the PGA Tour wants to be part of that, they need to start being more fan friendly, more player friendly. Obviously, they're not going to be able to give them the money that Live gives them, but it seems like Live is like the new like. Like how golfers in the PGA were like doing YouTube videos, like Bryson was. That's kind of what the live is. And then like everyone else is like, well, I don't like that. You know, that's stupid. That's the PGA. But the PGA is eventually going to have to change if they want to get any piece of what's going on in the golf world. Are Bryson's videos stupid or are they not? They're horrible, but they get, they make, you got to admit, they, they it, it probably works really well with kids that are getting into golf. You know what I, I, mean? I don't know, man. And and speaking on the shorts thing, did you see Brooks Kepka's picture when he won? He looks terrible in shorts. Golfers look terrible in shorts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe you won the argument on that one. Um, but you know, like, yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't like the live like if, if the money was coming from somewhere else, maybe I'd have a different opinion on it. I, I like that the PGA tour from because of what the live has done is now changing some of the stuff to benefit the players. Like that's that's awesome. They're gonna have, they just announced like four more events that are going to be like upped in like way upped in, uh, you know, total prize money this year. So that that's really cool. Yeah. I just, I don't like where that money comes from, from the get go. I don't like the style of it. The whole team thing, especially with those atrocious team names, like team four aces, get out of here. That, and that's probably the best one of all the terrible names. 
I was gonna say that's the least cringy one. I think one of them yeah. is like called the Bombers or something. It's just yeah, oh, that's like, probably like a backyard team, baseball name team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just awful. Um, all right, but aside from the live, while we're talking about golf, um, a lot of people are claiming that the PGA Tour doesn't have as many big names anymore because you know they all went to uh, that all the big names went to the live tour. There's nobody playing in these PGA tour events anymore well this is pga tours off season and uh this past weekend at the cj cup they had a pretty decent lineup of names uh let me just go over some of the uh featured you know groupings that started out the week um scotty scheffler sung jm cameron young max homa jordan spieth hideki matsuyama mcelroy uh, Tom Kim, who that dude is freaking awesome. He is a he's on a heater. That guy, he's on a heater on 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 the playing side and on the personality side. Like the guy is just a gem. Mm. Um, Ricky Fowler, who's back back in the picture again. I mean, all of a sudden, Ricky Fowler's good at golf again. Um, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Keegan Bradley. Which I mean, for an off season PGA Tour event, that's not even in the U.S. It's a pretty decent lineup. It's very decent. There's a couple Masters winners on there. I mean, and then Rory ended up taking the, you know, ended up taking the the win. Took the dub. Takes takes the dub and is uh, once again world number one again. But guess what? I feel I, this is a hot. Uh, it's not really that hot. I think he's never gonna win the Masters ever. He just it, he's he's too close every time and always chokes it away. He was so close this year. Wasn't he tied for first or tied for second, like all the way up You're, until that that was the open. Oh, the oh okay, the US Open. But but all I think every major this year he was top eight or better. See, he can't, but he can't win. He's the Maple Leafs of golf. Like he just can't win. Like I know he, he has three of the four to get like what is it, the Grand Slam or whatever. I think the Masters is the only thing he needs and can't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure if if it's three of the four, but um, I mean, but but regardless, like, yeah, he's never gonna be Tiger Woods, but the dude is just a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal person to start with, and just an incredibly good golfer. Like, uh, I was just listening to the Four Play podcast today about um, they were you know talking about their behind the scenes with uh, TaylorMade, how they're like sponsored by TaylorMade and everything, and um, Trotty, the guy that um, the like. English guy that they, you know, talk to all the time and is like Tiger's guy whenever Tiger plays. He's Rory's guy uh, that's in that tailor-made truck all the time. He's just talking about like, you know, just sucking off Rory for a long time and talking about how smooth his just driver swing is and it's the best drive out there every time. Like, Rory's Rory awesome, just seems dude. to me like a, Rory seems like a poopy pants kind of guy. Like, especially like when people were leaving for the live, he kind of had like a, he's like, I don't fucking care if they leave. It's probably them because like he, he, there's a few guys that left that like have won more than he has in the last few years. So maybe he's getting a better shot. I don't know, man. Rory just, to me just never really interested me. Not like Tiger, oh, not even like that. Brooks. Like he just, he seems like uh, a really Brooks vanilla sucks. character. Yeah, but vanilla, vanilla, but like also like passionate and, uh, 
uh, competitive and driven all at the same time. Like, Brooks sucks. Brooks is a douche. Yes, he's not, like I said, he's not Tiger Woods. He's not the most exciting person out there, but I think he's exciting. Uh, when he's playing good, that man is exciting to watch. Like, the fist pumps, the the celebrations. Like, he, yeah, he's a little vanilla, but, like, he's, like, he's emotional, dude. He's, he's, he plays golf for the right reasons. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he just needs to get that grand slam. That's really all it is. I don't know. I've had I've had mixed feelings about Rory for a long time. I don't really know. Uh, with that CJ Cup happening this weekend, we did have the twenty seventh sports equinox that has ever happened. I didn't yeah, know that it involves so many sports. Well, technically, the sports equinox is the major four. It's uh, the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL. Now, the other two, the golf and the MLS, that are listed on this graphic that we have, um, they're those aren't technically those just also happened during this equinox. So I think the, I think this was put out by Barstool and it was just added in there just for shits and gigs. But yeah, technically the sports equinox is the major four. Um, there's one NFL game, the Thursday night football game, uh, one MLB game that was the Yankees and Phillies game, I believe. Yeah, that was like game one of that series. Yankees Astros. No, the Yankees and Astros are going to be. This was last week. This was last yeah, Thursday. Yankees Astros are going to be in the World Series. This oh, was game the, one. The Yankees of and the, Astros just finished the ALCS. <laughs> the the Ast oh, Astros are in the no. AL now. Yeah. Okay. What am I talking about? So the World Phillies got beat. Is, no, the Astros the beat the Padres, didn't they? The Phillies no. beat the Yankees. No, no. Oh, I'm an idiot then. <laughs> oh boy. You can we tell I don't watch baseball. baseball. No. So it was the. It was the, <laughs> the, the the Phillies are in the NL, and they beat. Uh, they just beat San Diego, who are also in the NL. Yeah, and then it was the ALCS was the Yankees and the Astros. Both okay. really, really dud series, by the way. I mean, the Phillies won four games to one, and the Yankees got swept. So yeah. not anything. Not like you were missing anything anyway. But go on. Um, yeah, and then there are two NBA games and 12 NHL games. I mean, standard start of the season Thursday night for the NHL. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was um, pretty exciting to, you know, there's only been, uh, this is only the 20th of them, so I thought it was exciting to mention. Yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, there's nothing better when you can just flip between sports. Now, I don't watch the MLS. I don't watch baseball that much. Are you going to watch the MLS uh, next year when the St. Louis City SC starts up? I don't know. I feel like that's like a, it's like, well, people who don't really like hockey that much, but they know about it. Like you have to go see it live. I feel like a soccer, like an MLS game, you have to go see it live. Cause it's good. I mean, soccer and this city is so passionate about soccer. They've been wanting a team forever. And, and I think in soccer history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone growing up in St. Louis plays soccer. It's just an, it's an automatic. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I want to go to a game for sure. I want to go and check out the atmosphere. I've never really been a huge fan of soccer. It's just not my thing. But I think going to a live one might change my mind. So I signed up for season tickets whenever, like, they were doing the whole draw and everything. And, like, oh, what a headache that was. But um, I finally got called up to, like, ha go have my tour of the stadium and pick out my seats and everything. But by the time it got to me, like, the starting cheapest, like, season ticket prices were, like, 42 ish dollars a seat by the time it got to me the cheapest that they had left was like 65 dollars a seat and i was planning on getting four seats and i'm like ah that's just something like i don't 
since I don't know how much, like, I, I'm excited about this, but I don't know, like, how much I'm really going to be in love with this. And they wanted, like, a three-year commitment. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to pass on that. Um, I'm not going to lie. If if you got MLS, you know, St. Louis City tickets, season tickets, before you ever got blue season tickets, I would I've had probably... blue season tickets. You have? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And I think blue season tickets are like really reasonably priced, like $37 a ticket sometimes, maybe a little Sorry. bit more. I think it's right around the $40 mark. Was Also, no no commitment. Like it's like it's like a year long. That's it. It's for one season. Yeah, I, I mean why... like now, they're doing a thing now where like the longer you commit, the cheaper it gets per seat per game or whatever. Like yeah. I was uh 315 row J seats 3 and 4 for a year and then but I was working overnights at the time. Like I had you know, young kids, it was too hard for me to go to the games all the time. But I was right next to town, man. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, man, that's sweet. Uh, let's talk Lindenwood Lions hockey real quick. Uh, they had a decent weekend. Yeah, um, Friday they headed up to Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, home of the Blues AHL affiliate Thunderbirds. Um, I actually saw some, like, uh, you know, Instagram or whatever, some social media of them, like, practicing under the Thunderbirds, like, uh, jumbotron and stuff that was pretty cool to see um so yeah they went up there to play uh american international college the aic uh friday was a loss uh it was five nothing loss uh, i looked at the box score and saw that there were three minors and two ejections um one of them was in the first and one was in the third uh both of them were for head contact so i'm like oh these boys are playing pretty gritty uh but then saturday uh they played the team again and they lost five to three in that game a much better game from the looks of the box score they were tied three to three until around uh halfway through the third when um when aic scored up on them uh there were a ton of penalties in this game looking at the box score uh the aic they had five penalties and um lindenwood was one for five on the power play <laughs> lindenwood on the other hand had a whopping fifth penalties total uh 13 13 minors and two five minute majors um an interference major and a cross-checking major so it's like these boys are playing with some grit they're saying we're here to stay in d1 and and uh you guys are gonna remember us yeah and i didn't know they called penalties for head contact but i kind of like that i mean you got to protect the kids now yeah. young men i don't i don't want to call them kids young men uh this weekend though they got bentley university coming up so friday saturday uh they'll play at seven o'clock i think they're out of town as well where the hell is so, bentley university it's in waltham massachusetts oh so okay they're not going far well they probably yeah. gotta come back and go to yeah. class though <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah they'll be playing bentley this weekend so just keep an eye out if you want to watch or start start following but that they play the army they play art the uh the army academy up in west point in new york and then november 18th and 19th is going to be a big test they're playing against the university of wisconsin Ooh. we know they're pretty decent and then after that right before christmas in the number four denver the university of denver and that's going to be a tough one i mean yeah. hopefully they can you know get something together and I, that'd be crazy even just to get one win out of that so there's your upcoming Lindenwood hockey schedule. Uh, good luck to those boys. We'll keep you updated on them as much as we can. Yeah, sorry. Right, we let, try to talk about them once a week. Let's do the NHL news. Uh, we got a few things that we got to get through here. I want to start with Vancouver, Joe. 
these guys stink. Vancouver fucking flat out stink. It's it's disappointing, man. And it's pretty unexpected because, like, going into the season, it's like, okay, this is like a young team. Yeah, maybe the borderline playoff team, but they're definitely like expected to do better than they did last year. Um, and you know, young guys have gotten a year older; they're getting a little more experience. A uh, new coach coming in, Bruce Boudreaux, and it hasn't been going so well. well for them. Not well at all. I will give them this though; they are setting records while being bad, so we'll give them that. <laughs> Uh, so after they lost on Monday night to Washington, they became the first team in NHL history to blow uh, their first three games or to lose their first three games while blowing a multi-goal lead in each of those contests. So let me just go through really quick. I won't make this too long. First game, nothing in Edmonton. They lose five to three. Second game, up to nothing on Philly. They lose three to two. They had a 4-2 lead going into the third against Washington last week, lose 6-4. Then, so I was like, they got there's no way they're going to do this again. Just when we thought it couldn't end, the Canucks go, the Canucks go up 2 to nothing after the first against Columbus and then blow it and lose an OT. Not to mention they lost again last Thursday in, to Minnesota in OT. Now, they didn't blow a lead. They were behind the whole game and then tied it. Uh, then they lose 5-1 to one to Buffalo on Saturday. Last night, a three to two loss against Carolina. At this point, they are 0 5 and 2, Joe. They have two points through seven games. They have a really, really big blow coming up with Quinn Hughes being on IR. What is wrong? Like, what could possibly be wrong with this team? You're talking about a team that has JT Miller, who had 99 points last year. You have Elias Pedersen, got Brock Besser for what that's worth. And a, de- a decent amount of talent. Vasily or uh, Vasily Colson's on the team. Uh, they, you know, it. Thatcher Demko, who I picked to win the Vesna, that's not going to happen unless he just completely turns it around. What do you think's wrong? Are you going to blame? The, are you wanting to blame the coach? Are you wanting to blame the players at this point? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know who's to blame. Like Bruce Boudreaux has obviously proven that he's a decent coach, and like I said, like he was. Ex- I was expecting him, and I think everybody was, to really like get this team on the roll, get it going. Um, the players, like, I, I don't know a ton about like all their big star players up there, so like, I don't know. Maybe is there some kind of leadership problem with them or whatever? Um, but yeah, it's something that ho- luckily it's early in the season. Maybe this is just their uh, every team has a slump, and maybe this is just their slump early, and they can turn it around. But something's got to get fixed. They're doing worse this year than they were last year when they fired Travis Green and brought in Bruce Boudreaux. So, for what that's worth, if if anything, do they fire their coach again? I at this point, I you got to think it's the players. I think there's just some kind of leadership problem, or they're mentally weak and can't hold leads. But then also they can't get ahead in games either, because now they're not blowing leads; they're just losing. So who knows with this? I I would hate to see Bruce lose his job probably and not get a chance because, like you said, he's a decent coach. So I don't know how, how they're going to go forward with it. I don't know if making a trade really does anything, but I think that's what they should do. Trade one of their – maybe JT Miller or something. Don't trade Pedersen or Hughes or any of those guys, but maybe start moving a few guys, then that'll wake a few up and be like, oh, I got to start playing better. 
thing is they're playing okay. They just blow the leads. So I don't know. Um, team breaking records in a bad way. Let's talk about Buffalo. Buffalo is seeming seems to be the surprise of the season so far. Um, Buffalo's so good. They're decent. I don't know if I want to say good yet. We'll find out. But they're good so far. In 2018, 2019, I think the Buffalo Sabers at one point had a 10 game winning streak. Dude, and yeah, they, I think they like. I think it was like an 18 game winning streak or something, or like a point streak or something. Oh, that was yeah. Columbus. And, that was Columbus. Yeah, yeah, and. But Buffalo had like a 10-game winning streak at one point to begin the season, and then they just absolutely collapsed. Now, this is a complete that's four years ago. But uh, with the record talk, Rasmus Dahlin, really good defenseman, that you know, former first overall pick, um, on Thursday night became the first NHL defenseman in history to score a goal in each of their first uh, four outings. Now, he scored again. And now he's done it in five straight since then. But he broke the record on Thursday. How crazy is that? That no defenseman has scored four games in a row. Well, four games in a row to start out the season, right? Or is it just yeah, yeah, start the season? Yeah, that's. I mean, that was uh, pretty shocking to hear. Like I'm, I'm, I was shocked that that had never been done before. I mean, Rasmus Dahlin. I've been hearing his name for you know a couple or last year for sure, but. I don't know too much about him, but um, you know, one, another one of these offensive is that is that the way that like the NHL is kind of shifting now with like defensemen being more offensive minded. I, I guess that's kind of how it's going. I mean, look at Kale McCarr. Um, Roman Yossi is super offensive, while he's also very defensive minded. Uh, he's super offensive minded, and uh, guys like Hedman and uh, you know, just it, it, it seems like these. Defensemen are really going in the offensive route. What's well, it kind of works in cycles? It seems like like there's cycles of like when you have when guys aren't doing that because you got to remember when Bobby Orr was playing. I mean, he basically invented that position. True, and then true. and then you got back into like the 80s and 90s when the you know the dead puck era when all defensemen were just big goons. But then you had guys like Pronger and McKinnis, and uh, I mean there was a bunch of guys. Phil Housley's another one, a former Blue. Um, but they're that I mean, it just it goes in cycles and like because like even like through the mid twenty the mid two thousands to twenty tens there was really no dominant defenseman like that and then all of a sudden here comes Eric Carlson and he kind of changed that and now they're all kind of like that it's kind of like having a rover or a fourth forward who just plays on the blue line so I mean it just that, that's just how it works I think we're just in a, a really big offensive cycle and it's good for the game that's for sure but. Yeah, it just that's just kind of how the league works. It changes up. Yeah, I mean, so Buffalo's four one and zero now to start the season, um, and uh, yeah, another record almost in the making to talk about. Uh, Ovi has taken sole possession of second most game winning goals in his career uh, with one hundred and twenty two, passing Gordy Howe. He's only uh, thirteen away from the top spot. Uh, who Yager the uh, Check machine had 135 of them in his career. He'll get that. I don't know if he'll get that this year. He won't break it this year, but it'll oh, break yeah, it not this year. I don't but know, you man. Never know. Never 13 know. more game winning goals. That's that's uh, that's not that easy. Yeah, well, I mean, it Washington, is, Washington isn't going to be winning as many games as they used to either. 
yeah, we found that out early. They're not. They stink right now. So I don't know. But you, if anyone can break records like that, it'd be Ovi. And I know him and Sid just like him and Sid just passed uh, somebody on the on the all time points list together. Like on the same night, they both passed. Yeah, I think they're like around like number twenty four. I think might have been the number where they're like taking sole possession. Um, yeah, we've seen it for the past like a year and a half, maybe two years where like Sid and Ovi, like Sid finally caught up to Ovi in total points. And then like, then like Sid got injured and then Ovi kind of climbed back up. Well, they were right back at like the same spot. And then all of a sudden, like I looked at that total again the other night and Sid is like four or five points ahead of Ovi now. So it's like, we could tell who's aging a little bit more than the other one. Well, Sid plays on a better team, I think too. And Sid is, I think Sid's got something to prove still. Uh, Ovi at this point, playing to break Gretzky's record. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk with, like, these Pittsburgh guys really uh, on train for, like, okay, one more cup. You got um, Latang, Crosby, and Malkin. Malkin had his birthday party over the summer with uh, his cake had a Stanley Cup on it with him and, like, I think it was, like, him and Sid and Latang, like, holding it up or whatever. So it's like, yep, one more ride for the boys. Hey, I I didn't think that they were going to be any good this year, but... uh, you know, maybe they got one more left in the tank. It would be cool to see, even though I'd rather the Blues win the Cup, but it would be cool to see them go out on a high note. It would be really cool. All right, let's talk about Yuri Slavkovsky's goal really quick. Uh, he got his first NHL goal last week. A hilarious celebration afterwards. So he takes a big hit from Josh Brown and, and like just gets absolutely pummeled, then gets back up, goes and scores on Connor Ingram, and then just absolutely screams in the face of Josh Brown. Just saying, like, let's fucking go! It's just, like, eyes wide open. Looks like a complete psychopath yelling at him. But a really cool really cool first goal for him. Montreal does not stink so far. I'm very surprised. Like, they're not they're not good. Like, I'm not going to say that, but they're not, they're not what I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be awful. But Marty St. Louis got these guys moving and grooving, and they're exciting to watch. Like, they might lose, but they're exciting to watch, and they score goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen the goal. I haven't paid a second of attention to Montreal yet this year, so I'll, I'll take your word on that one. And not only that, like Slavkowski, like for being an 18-year-old kid, you know, after the game, he gets the first star of the game. You know, of course, PR move gets gets first star and uh, was throwing stuff into the crowd. And, you know, he was, he's, he's a showman. And that's, that's good to see. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it, it's just really cool to see. That he's uh he's kind of embracing the like the embracing the city and all that stuff. It's really cool. Um, next on the list is Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel is going to pass Keith Yandel's all-time Ironman streak uh, on Tuesday in Seattle. Yeah, I call uh, I still call shenanigans. I don't think uh, Yandel's streak should have ended the way it did, but um, nonetheless, Phil Kessel was right behind him for all those years. What? You you kind of looked it up real quick. Oh, it was a uh, yeah. You looked it up. It was Halloween night of two thousand nine. So coming right back where it all started. Um, Phil Phil was right behind Yandel all that time. So you you can't discredit him at all. Um, yeah, I mean what what an accomplishment for him. Uh, congratulations. He'll be doing that tonight as we're recording, or is that tomorrow? Oh, tonight on Tuesday. Tonight as we're recording. All right. Yeah. Congratulations, Phil Kessel. That's like. That's an incredible accomplishment. He'll be hitting a thousand in the next couple weeks, and 
that's just insane to think of. I've played a thousand NHL games without missing a single one. Like I know we talked about. I think I said this with the Yandel thing. Imagine going to work nine, like almost a thousand times without missing one day. To me, that's just that's insane. I mean, that does not going to work for only eighty-two days a year. But getting but getting your body beat up and yeah, when yeah, you're like true. Phil when you're not in the best shape and you know there's stories coming out about like they interviewed Blake Wheeler and Blake Wheeler was talking about when they were in Boston together before he went to Toronto so this is a long time ago he said that Phil hates the taste of water he won't drink it like he'll only drink Gatorade but then there were stories no, in Coke yeah in Toronto it was it was it was Coca-Cola that he liked to drink yeah. while he was on the bench who else does that? Doesn't uh, doesn't Ovi do like Dr Pepper in his? Ovi Ovi did it for a while, and I think Chara did it at one point too. He had like a diet coke or something on the bench. I mean, what a what a flex! Like you look like Phil. You're not exactly the peak male performance body out there, and yet you can. Play uh, you know, I eat, I eat what I want. I enjoy life. I eat what I want. I drink what I want, and I still score goals. So what are you gonna do about it? He's doing all right in Vegas right now. He's not playing bad. Vegas is on a heater too. So. Maybe he found his wheelhouse. I'm sure he loves Vegas. I I can't oh, imagine he. Yeah. I imagine that he's not loving life over there. Um, last thing to note, you uh, had a note in here about Patrick Line was returning tonight. Yeah, uh, returning tonight. He has. He's only played uh, their first game. Returning tonight against the Yotes. Uh, their first game was against Carolina. He suffered that hit on the boards that um, we kind of talked about and caused that elbow sprain. Um, fairly quick recovery for how nasty that hit looked like. We we kind of went in depth about it. Um, so yeah, maybe and you know Columbus isn't off to that bad of a start, but uh, Gaudreau and Line, I'm I'm excited to you know see some highlights come across my Instagram feeds and whatever for <laughs> from them too. Yeah, I, I mean Line. For as much as I don't like him for how much he torched the Blues while he was in Winnipeg, I do want to see him do well. And him and Johnny Hockey making highlights would just be – it's good for the game and it's fun for us to watch. Yeah. So I hope he's – I hope he comes back and just tears it up. He didn't really pick a bad game to do it in because they're playing against Arizona. So I'm sure Line will probably chalk it up for five goals tonight or something like that. <laughs> Even though he's only done that once and he did that against St. Louis. And mm-hmm. By the way, I was at that game. That was oh. the most Im- – Yes, dude. Okay, so really quick story. We were at it, it was it was right around Thanksgiving. I think it was it was in either in or no, it was in the holiday season, November or December. And the Blues were this was 2018-2019. This is the cup year. So at this point in November or December, I am completely on the on the bandwagon of sell everybody. Sell the team, get rid of everyone. And then my my girlfriend at the time, her parents were like, "Hey, we got tickets, you know, we're down in like we're like seven rows off the ice." And we're going to go watch. And I was like, oh, my God, we're playing Winnipeg. We're going to get fucking crushed. I was like, but free tickets. Let's go. So we go and we're sitting there. And I dude, I'm not joking. Every time Line, a, Line a scored five goals that night and every time he was wide open and I'm standing up whenever they score and I'm just I'm just clapping. And I'm like, yes, trade everybody. We're going to trade the team. This team stinks. <laughs> well, we're awful. Well, by the third one, you got to start thinking like, okay, this is like, you know, hat trick that you don't see that that much. And then the fourth one goes and it's like, okay, like you really don't see that much. And then the fifth one, it's like, you got to just celebrate the guy. You're going to boo the team later, but celebrate I'm the guy. That's the- an amazing feat. 
girlfriend's parents had never understood that I was like that hardcore of a fan. Like the whole game, I'm just like, you guys fucking suck. Like the entire <laughs> game. And like whenever like they'd score a goal, I'd be like, yeah, there's another one. Keep keep it up. Keep it going. And they're just like, what is wrong? Like you're not enjoying the game. I'm like, we are losing seven to one right now. Like, how is that enjoyable? But you know, glad that didn't work out because they understand my fandom. Yeah, they're just getting dog walked. All right, you ready to move into some blues news? Yes, let's do it. You start. All right. Uh, so as I'm sure everybody's seen, uh, Buchnevich, uh has had his injury uh, from on 10:15 is when the injury happened. Didn't really. We still don't really fully know what's going on with that injury. Like uh, you, you mentioned earlier, there was like some reports in like an athletic article that it was possibly a lower body injury, but really most of the other reports and what the Blues put out uh, online today when they announced Booch was being placed on the IR is that it's an upper body injury. So, I mean, who really knows what's going on with all that? Um, so, yeah, this this IR placement is retroactive to 10-15, which means technically he could return for Wednesday's game. Um, probably not going to happen, but um, Bruby uh, commented that, you know, the injury is not that serious. And we're not doing that bad right now. So I'm I'm not worried about it at all. Now, if this was like some kind of serious injury, I would, uh, yeah, I'd be worried a little bit because Booch was, he only played one game, but he looked really good in game one. And he had a great season last year. We already talked about had a career season last year with us. So um, hopefully he gets better quick. And then also Sod's on IR, or Sod's day-to-day, not on IR, right? Yeah, day-to-day upper body injury. Um another one where we don't really know too much about um i i think this so and and i kind of hinted at it earlier but the uh the game on saturday i didn't get a watch and like i said we'll we'll get to that fully whenever we get to that game in a minute but um i guess that injury happened in that game i don't really know what happened there yeah i didn't even see there was nothing big that happened i watched the entire game from start to finish and i didn't see he looked fine he was skating fine he actually looked really good. Everybody looked good Saturday, and we'll get into that. But yeah, it's probably he probably just was banged up beforehand, and something weird happened, and he's just probably taking some maintenance days off, something like that. It's good that the Blues are so deep because they can plug guys into the lineup, which they did yesterday. And you know, they're—I mean, they didn't play very well, but you know, you can plug guys in and trust that they can play in his spot. Yeah, and speaking of plugging guys in, um, with Booch going on IR, that freed up a little bit of cap space, and uh, Blues went ahead and signed uh, Tyler Pitlick um, to a one-year uh, league minimum deal. You know, it's it's from that PTO that he had over the offseason um, during training camp and everything, and, and apparently he was looking really good during that training camp, and I think he suffered like a, like a minor injury that kept him out and um, kept him from really making the team from the get-go. Um, yeah. but yeah, now, now's his chance and he got that one year, one way contract at least until Booch comes back. Tyler Pitlick's a weird, weird, uh, like he's had a weird career. Like I, I think he's probably a decent player, like for sure, but I haven't really heard about him. And you were talking about how he got injured. He's been like, I haven't heard his name in years because he's always hurt. Like he's played on, I think you said this is his 17th playing yeah. on. The Blues will be his seventh team. Uh, last year uh, was split between Calgary and Montreal, and he played in 39 games. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I may not be exact, but um, it's 
I think he was in 39 games between the two teams last year and only had five points. So it's like, yeah, this guy's definitely not going to make up for what we're losing in Booch, but um, it it's another depth signing on the roster. You know, that, that you can't be too mad about it. I do know one thing he can do is he can skate. He's a good skater. So that could help. I don't know if he's playing tomorrow or not. We're not 100% sure, but, you know, we'll see. I don't know if he's – he's definitely not going to be an everyday guy. Yeah, but, I don't see I don't see him playing. I th- I think it's like just in case, you know, we have a couple other guys go out real quick that can throw him in the minute, the lineup last minute. I I could definitely see him getting in the lineup for Nathan Walker cuz I'm going to be honest, Nathan Walker has been a little bit off to start the year. Hasn't been great. So we'll see how that goes. Uh but congratulations to Tyler Pittler contract. So hopefully that works out well for us. Let's talk about Saturday's game. I know you didn't get to watch it much now, but why didn't you get to watch it? Let's talk all about Saturday's game, man. Oh, are you about so, to are you about to bash somebody here? No, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna bash. And and okay, so this is a whole charter thing. So Saturday morning, uh, we wake up and you know we had a busy day ahead of us. We had that you know we were hungover from the night before. The wife and I. Um, the kids come wake us up and they're like, you know, oh, we're, you know, we're hungry and we're bored. We want to do something. We're like, ah, oh, you know, go play their tablets. Well, tablets weren't working and, uh, you know, the internet wasn't working. So, you know, we kind of just ignored it for a little bit. And, um, we just left the house for, you know, the busy day we had ahead of us, went to the baby shower and then it was perfect. I'm like, all right, we got this. Three-hour window, the baby shower ended at 3 o'clock. We skipped out of there even just a few minutes early, and I'm like, I'm going to get home, watch this Blues game, and then it's going to end perfect for the diaper party to start at 6 o'clock. Well, I get home, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot the Internet's not working. But I'm like, you know what, no big deal. I probably just got to reset the router or even unplug the modem and get it going. No, that didn't work. Then I get on the phone with Charter. I was talking to you the whole time. The game started. You texted me like, oh, Krug scored right at the beginning of the game. And I'm like, son of a bitch. All right, I'm missing some of it. So I'm on the phone with Charter. I send you a screenshot. I'm like, yeah, I'm 25 minutes into this phone call with Charter. Uh, The lady was real nice. She was helping me through how to figure out all the problems. Uh, We figured out, like, that my modem probably had a problem with it. It was my original modem from when we moved into the house in 2016. So, yeah, there's probably the problem. She's like, all right, um, yeah, time for an update. And I don't know how any of this stuff works. But uh, so she sent me up with an appointment just in case. And she's like, but if you want something a little faster, something to try out, she's like, unplug your modem, take that and the power cord up to the charter store, change it out. They'll change it out and uh, bring a new one back and plug it in. So I, I drive up there. I'm listening to it on the radio and. But I'm pissed off, you know, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I can't believe I'm missing this game. I do a freaking blues podcast and I can't even watch the game. So I drive up there real quick, uh, change it out. I'm in and out in the, in and out of the store in two minutes. So cheers to them, man. Like, that was awesome. The guy was like, oh, yeah, you're trying to watch. I had my, you know, a blue shirt on and he's like, you're trying to watch a uh, blues game, huh? And I'm like, yeah, dude, but I can't because it's freaking internet. That's not working. He's like, all right, we're going to change you out real quick and get you going. So in and out, two minutes, get back home plug it back in, screw around with it a few more minutes, boom, it starts working, but guess what? It's time to go to the freaking diaper party by that point. So, and again, I think the game was already over, so it's like, oh. you know, I, I get, you know, I can get mad at Charter all I want, but like, really, I've, I've been in my house for six and a half years, and we have so many freaking devices going on at the same time, two kids, my wife and I, and you know, TVs, video games, tablets, computers, this and that. It's like, 
really we haven't had that many problems i can't complain too much um and the way that they got me in and out of that store i'm happy with that so bummed i couldn't watch the game but uh glad i got it all figured out yeah well it kind of sucks you didn't get to watch it because i mean this was their best game so far by a mile st louis just completely shut down everything edmonton was trying to do I kind of made a list of like things they had to do to make sure that they won this game. It was, I mean, I'll make them really quick. They had to contain 97 and 29 in McDavid and Dreisaitl, which they did. Check box on that one. Shoot on Jack Campbell a lot, which they did. Um, and they had to stay off the they had to stay off the penalty kill because when you take penalty penalties against Edmonton, it's curtains. Game over. They're going to score at least once, uh, but they didn't. Um, and then don't turn the puck over, manage shifts, keep legs fresh, because obviously it's an afternoon game. It's a little bit of a shock to the body. You know, I think they're playing at 1 o'clock uh, local time over in Edmonton, so it's probably different for them, you know, getting out of their game day routine and all that. You know, you probably got to start it. You know, you're probably getting to the rink at 1130 in the morning as opposed to, you know, 5 o'clock in the evening. Uh, so it was just, you know, better just to keep shifts short, play good defense, and control the puck, obviously. And they did all these things, and they absolutely shut them down. I mean, they, as far as like lineup changes went, they had Callie Rosen in, Booch was out, Levo was out. They played with seven D and eleven forwards on Saturday. Um, first, I mean, just to go over the goals, it was just Krug and Falk because a two nothing shutout, and uh, Krug had a power put minutes into the game. Falk gets an empty netter from two hundred feet, no less. Guy can shoot into the middle of the net. From literally the other side of the rink. I mean, what a what an empty net goal that was. It was one of the prettiest ones I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I watched the um, I did watch like the that four minute recap that's like on the app and you know on the socials and whatnot. Um, that crew goal was pretty sick. Like the the passing around uh, tic tac toe from Shen and and uh, Schwartz, uh, Shen and uh, Tarasenko, um, just back up to Krug and just a bomb of a shot. That was that was really nice. And then. Yeah, folks, I mean, just that, that last second uh, toss at the empty net, it's always a risky one when uh, you're, you know, you might be drained and you're going to take an icing, but um, just get it on net and you won't have that problem. So just some, like, notable things in the game on Saturday. I mean, it was really, like I said, it was a dominant game for the boys. They played out of their minds defensively. But Kyrou gets a breakaway early. In the first period, Campbell stopped him. Kyra was absolutely buzzing. I don't know, like when you were watching the replays, like if that showed, but he was, he was all over the place. He was his his fingerprints were all over the game on Saturday. That's for sure. Um, and then he got another chance at the 14 minute mark of the second on a point blank shot that should have been a goal. But Campbell Campbell didn't play bad either. Like Campbell had a pretty decent game, only allowing one goal. Um, so not bad. Bennington made some huge saves in the second period to preserve a one, nothing lead. Like he was on, he was standing on his head. It was a goalie battle for sure. Like this was a huge goalie battle on Saturday. Nick uh, neighbors had a really good push net. Remember against Seattle when he kind of ran into Grubauer or and against Martin Jones kind of ran into him. Yeah. Same, mm-hmm. same exact play, like goes one handed power move, goes straight to the net and same thing. Like he, like this kid just, he's competitive as shit. He's not scared. He's going to go to the net. Again, we do we need to say it again for everybody, but he's staying. Like he's there's no way he's not oh, playing. Yeah. He, had a, 
had a really good game. And by the way, did you see the video of neighbors firing up his old Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHL? On oh, Friday? yeah, reading off the starting lineups and whatnot. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. And I'm sure he had a lot of friends and family there on Saturday, you know, because he's from there, you know, played for the Edmonton Oil Kings and everything. So probably a really good uh, time for you to show out. Next thing that I noticed was something that went around on social got viral was Connor McDavid juggling the puck six times, going full speed while Pareko was on him, going down the wing into the zone, gets a shot on net, doesn't score. But what a freak. Like, even when he's not when he's not scoring, you're like, wow, how is this guy doing this shit? That I, you know, I definitely saw this clip, and that's just one of those things. It's like, this is pretty insane, super skillful, but you got to think if, like, some guy tried this in, like, the 80s and 90s, like, they would His just get would be ran. Off. Yes, they would run him so hard into the boards. And it's like, I wish, you know, Pareko would for once use that gigantic, enormous body of his and just run McDavid into the boards on that one. Like, incredible play, like I said, but uh, that's, that's almost embarrassing that you're letting that happen to your team. We're getting to the point with McDavid where he, when he, like when he was doing that, when he didn't game, I'm like, did he do that? But I'm uh, at the same time, I'm not like shocked. I'm just like, yep, there he goes again, doing something stupid, like <laughs> right. stupid in a good way, obviously, but yeah. uh, no goal, you know, while he's doing it, but just an absolute freak play. If he would have um, scored that goal and I would have been watching the game, I would have thrown something at my TV. I would have been so mad. <laughs> I, I don't know how I would have reacted. I think, honestly, I would have just been like, that's. That's just what he does. That's exactly what he does. It doesn't make sense, but he does it. Um, late interference call on Nathan Walker at the 10-minute mark in the third period. Killed off marvelously. The defense gets all the credit for this game. Again, Letty, Pareko, even Bortuzzo and Malik or Mikola looked good in this game. And Mikola's, again, he's had a rough start to, this year, to the year, but everyone was on the same page this game. Um and so I put in a note here that Craig McTavish, who is a former Edmonton Oiler, by the way, um, and are used and to former coach, blue, a former blue. He's the last player to ever not wear a helmet during games. The but he's he took over the PK and he's got these guys buzzing. Like our PK is unreal until last night. But you know, um, so shots were nine to five after the first. You know, the Blues really dominated the face-off circle as well on, on Saturday. They were incredible. I think Robert Thomas was above 60%. O'Reilly was above 60%. So when your guys can go over, you know, over 60% on the draw, you're going to have puck possession. It's going to lead to scoring chances. So that really, really played out well. Um, McDavid and Dreisaitl, only five shots combined the whole game. And that is the exact formula to stop Edmonton. Um, and again, I'll put it in here. Real strong game from Nick Letty and uh, Mikola and Bortuzzo. Letty was unreal. He was he, Letty had one of the best games as a blue on Saturday. He was great. That's good to see. I mean, he's he's was good all last season, and I think he's been good to start out this season. So keep it up, Letty. So for the three stars, since you didn't really watch, I figured I'd just put him in here. Um, I had third star was Vladimir Tarasenko, only had one assist. But he looked really confident. He was moving the puck around. He looked great. Second star had Tori Krug uh, with him getting that first goal, which ended up being, you know, the dagger for them. And then first star, Jordan Bennington, 22 save shutout, uh, 11th shutout of his career. So 
huge, huge game for them on Saturday. Big win. And by the way, they'll be playing Edmonton tonight when you're listening, but uh, tomorrow as we're recording. So uh, that game was decent, but then we talk about last night's game. Completely different story. Different teams playing within the span of 48 hours. Yeah, I got to see this game, and uh, I'm almost wishing I didn't. Um, so going into the game, the Blues were 3-0. and uh, Jets were 2-3-0. and Monday night game. Uh, the third line makeup of uh, Neighbors, Brown, and Levo. Uh, well, what? Ugh. let's start that over. The third line got a new look as they were made up of Neighbors, Brown, and Levo. Uh, and then Barbashev got a promotion up to the second line and uh, Shin to the first. Uh, Thomas Grease, Grice Grease had his first start as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Um, hmm. And and even though, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Grice after we talk about the rest of the game. Um, so as far as goal scoring goes, uh, there were no goals in the first period. Um, in the second period, Shifley made it 1-0 uh, Winnipeg at about the 8.30 mark. And it was assisted by Josh Morrissey and Appleton. And then um, in the third, uh, that was when the floodgates kind of opened up. Uh, Gagne made a uh, made made it two zero halfway through the period on a like a two touch shot, like he was wide open in front of the net. Um, yeah. Received that pass and just like one two boom, you know, went top cheese, and that was it. Uh, great pass from Kyle Connor and Morrissey, and then uh, Barron made it. Uh, 3-0, three minutes later, assisted by Lowry and Pionk, and then finished up with that empty net goal with a minute 34 left by Cole Perfetti. I want to say this about the goals before we go into anything else. Thomas Grice had a decent game, and our defense played like absolute dog shit. Like, on Thomas the Grice, I think, had more than a decent game. I think he was probably our best player on the ice. Well, he, yeah, I would, that, that's easy. I mean, the best player on the ice could have been our coaches. Yeah. at some points like it, it was really bad but like the Shifley goal Shifley was all by himself like nobody was covering him same with the Gagne goal he was on an island like no one was defending him at all so how, how you can't blame the goalie for not defending you know and again Mikel and Bortuzzo awful game terrible they played yeah I mean and not just them I don't want to single them out but just again two completely different squads it looks like playing within 48 hours yeah, um, some notable notes that happened in the game. Uh, Tarasenko drew two penalties. Drew two penalties in the first. Um, you know that gave us some momentum in the first. That was by far and away our best period of the game. Uh, you know our power play was looking okay, but really never could get anything going. Um, and then, you know, after that, Nathan Walker had a great shift at the end of the first to keep puck alive in the offensive zone after. Uh, a shift time of a minute 36 and, you know, let his line mates change after they kind of got hemmed up in the defensive zone. This was like right at the end of the period when Winnipeg started gaining momentum. And, uh, you know, that was something that they probably built off of that great shift to then bring into the second. Uh, the fourth line in general did a great job of keeping possession throughout the first period. And then, uh, Thomas Grice had stopped a, a breakaway on Kyle Connor late in the second. Do you remember that play at all? I, I remember taking the note, but I don't really remember that breakaway. No, I just know that Kyle Connor is really fast. Yeah, I mean, fast and that's it. Can score a ton of goals. Um, 
PK didn't allow a goal through two periods after three chances, which is a good sign. And then um, late in the third, there was two really close calls on a five on that five on three that we had late. But um, you know, I, I think our PK was pretty decent that game. We, we, that was our first. I think we had six total penalties that game. Um, yep. I remember seeing like a stat pop up during the game saying that like we were only averaging four minutes of uh, you know pen- penalty killing time per game. So two minors a game, if you will, for the first three games before this. So really, I, I think our our penalty kill, like you said earlier, with Craig McTavish leading the way, has um, been doing really well, and I, I don't think it was too bad this game either. Yeah, and you know, you had a note in here about like some of the other notes. Grice is definitely not to blame. Like, let's just throw that out there. They we had a bad game. We had a stinker. It happens. Shit happens like that. They were outshot twenty-one to seven, which I did not know that until you put that note in there. Thirty to twelve after the thirty to twelve after the first. Yeah, uh, it was twenty-one to seven in the third period alone, and then yeah. Um, it, it yeah after the first so the second and third period combined they were outshot thirty to twelve sorry my notes okay, were gotcha, a little confusing gotcha. there yeah and so I mean, in, in total it was the shots were forty three to twenty five so like really at so at the end of the first shots were tied thirteen to thirteen so then that gives you like a look at like okay so the second period was uh we only had nine shots or five shots as Winnipeg had nine but then they just blew us out of the water with 21 shots in that third period. And it was that third period, like, I think you even said you almost stopped watching the game. It was just just disgusting to look at. I didn't, like, turn it off. Like, I definitely, like, was still watching it. But I was you just, just like, start scrolling through your phone and yeah. Yeah, getting aggravated. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah, And mean. I'm, like, sitting there watching. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, guys? Like, this is not – it's just an uncharacteristic game, and I couldn't watch it because it's not them. And I, I did – I know you put a note in here that I said this, but – Ryan O'Reilly did not look good at all last night. I know that you said that he made some good plays with his stick and he was hustling, you know, trying to get in plays, but I'm not going to lie, Joe, this guy does not look the same. Like even from last year to now, he looks slower. Well, last, last year he didn't look, uh, he definitely wasn't his, like I said, in the, um, blues preview episode last year was O'Reilly's worst year as a blue. And I mean, yeah, there's only three to go off of, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think how many years does he have left on his contract? Like, or no, this is his contract this year. Is, this is so his yeah, contract. this is something. This is something that is kind of shocking. Uh, thinking about that, it's like you you would think like on a contract year he's really going to try and impress and get the things going. Now defensively, I don't think he's had any problems, but uh, offensively, he's really got to get it going again. Yeah, and he can't keep up, Joe. Like he no. does not look like he can move. And I was telling you last night. When we were texting, like you're like, he doesn't look that bad. I'm like, yeah, like normally, like when he's out of when he can't keep up, he gets into defensive positions and like knows where to be ahead of time to kind of compensate for that. So far, it looks like that's not at all what he's doing. Aside from Saturday, he looked okay on Saturday, but every other game he's been pretty in- and he's just not doing what he normally does. So I don't know if like something lingering there's an injury there if playing all this hockey the last few years like because you gotta remember before he came over from buffalo he had no idea what playing in the playoffs and making deep runs were and now he's been making the playoffs every year and you know playing extra games maybe his body's not used to it i don't know maybe he's starting to break down but really 
if I mean I don't want to do this through I don't want to do this through this many games, but it look right now I'm taking Tarasenko that I want to resign and not him. Yeah, I hope that changes. He doesn't want to stay here though. But I mean, you can't really put all the blame on uh, on Ryan O'Reilly. Like the whole team was not good. Like re- really, the third and fourth lines were our best lines, which you, you can't really have. That you got to have your first two lines, your scoring lines, really be your top lines. And um, you know that fourth line, they had a bunch of good shifts where they just you know ate up some ice time to try and get our guys re-energized out there. Um, I think Robert Thomas actually w- did have a decent game. Like he was really moving the puck around well uh he just like you know he was making some of those like quick no look passes from uh behind the goal to in front of the net and like just good breakout passes but like it seemed like just there was like a uh uh nick taken out of the puck or something to just make it bounce over everybody's stick sometimes like just we yeah. couldn't really ever get anything going solidly yeah, but one positive note that I saw, and you said the third and fourth lines were really the only like noticeable lines out there as far as like positively. Logan Brown looked pretty good. He had some jump in his step early. Now, who knows if he plays again tomorrow against Nash or against uh Winnipeg or fucking Christ against Edmonton. Jesus, figure it out, Zach. Um, but yeah, looked good early. I don't know if he gets back in the lineup again, but I don't see why not. I mean, he looked all right. Levo looked decent, but no- crazy i'm not going to go out on a limb and say he was great but it's just all around just a stinker game that they had it just wasn't very exciting to watch and again for some reason winnipeg always has our number like they're probably one of the toughest teams to play against as far as like you know, divisional opponents well and, and same can be said you know winnipeg and chicago both of them like even when they suck which they both are projected to this year they're still going to be tough opponents just because of who they are, the history that we have. Those yeah, guys want our numbers, and we want their numbers. And you brought that up in the preview episode, I'm pretty sure. You said, like, you know, even though that Winnipeg might not be where they're supposed to be, they can still catch us on any given day. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about a programming note here. Um, Monday is when we usually record uh, Halloween is this coming Monday. Um, Maybe a little hint to our Hall of Fame that we're going to be doing a little bit later. But um, so I think what we talked, our plan was to record Sunday night and release Monday morning. Just a little heads up for everybody out there. Um, Now we have three games coming up before then. uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, or today, as if you're listening to this, um, we play Edmonton at home. Be a really exciting game. Connor McDavid coming to town. Uh, Thursday night, they hop in the plane and head down to Nashville. Uh, and then their first back to back of the year. Yeah, first back to back of the year and not, you know, one home, one away. And then uh, Saturday, we go up to, or is it in my, no, is it here or is it in Montreal? Damn, I think I had the notes wrong. At home against Montreal, uh, six o'clock game. That at was throwing me off in the notes that we had there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> A little six o'clock game, so uh, yeah, be prepared for that. Not going to be at seven o'clock. Hopefully, that's an easy dub for us. So, an exciting Saturday night game to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know how this week's going to go. It's we're playing Edmonton, who is probably on a revenge of a revenge tour to St. Louis after that game on Saturday. I mean, when you can hold McDavid, 
and Drysaddle off the board, that's it's going to piss them off. That's oh, sure. they're going to be real pissed, especially I, fresh in their memory. I expect a a an absolute shootout on Wednesday on or yeah. tomorrow. I expect that. Um, the Nashville game. Here's an interesting note about Nashville. I did not realize this. They have not won a game since they got back from uh, Europe and beat uh, San Jose two games in a row. So they they have two wins and like probably what have they played like ten games already? So like no, really, I think they've played five other games. So they're two five and zero. Oh, I would guess two four and one. Two four and one. Oof. So they have lost five in a row since coming back from Europe. So take advantage of that. That could be. I mean. Who knows? Nashville could be reeling at that point. We'll see. But Montreal on Saturday should be a dub. There's no reason the Blues shouldn't go two and one over the next three games. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I just looked at the standings, and I'm going to look up who they played really quick. But they're three, three and zero oh so far. So they have three wins under their belt. Um, they're playing right now against uh, the Wild, and they're tied one to one. But they're. Um, their games leading up till now, so they've played Toronto, which they won, shocking. which is completely shocking. Lost to Detroit, lost to Washington, two not good teams, um, but then won against Pittsburgh, a decent team. Uh, won against Arizona, okay, most any team can win against Arizona, and then lost against Dallas. So, I, I mean, I guess that's not, like, the worst. They weren't playing the worst teams, but they weren't playing the best teams, you know, like, it's a pretty evened-out schedule, like, for them to be three three and zero, they got to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, like I said earlier, like they're playing exciting hockey. Like they may not win every game, but they're exciting to watch. That's for sure. Marty St. Louis has done something up there. I feel like that's a common thing with like a lot of these young teams. It's like, yeah, these young guys, like that's that's what's being, uh, you know, stamped into their minds growing up now. Is like skill is the new the new movement in hockey. It's not as much physical, so like. When you have a lot of skill out there, that's a lot of excitement. Yeah, and then what about the speaking of Montreal? Like we get to see Suzuki and Caulfield, you know, come and play here, and Slavkovsky, and Slavkovsky. your boy Wi-Fi is going to be here. Which, by the yeah. way, that dude beat the piss out of Zach Cassidy. Oh my god, he, I forgot about him. him. Like, yeah. and he's becoming like a cult favorite guy in Montreal already. Like, and. It's really cool to see, like a guy. I think he was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken, and just becomes like an like a fan favorite right off the bat. Like that's really cool to see. But yeah, dude, he he pounded in that fight, and I think he hurt him, if I'm not mistaken, too, or Cassian hurt himself or something. Yeah, but, Zach Cassian's not um not you know he's a tough customer. Yeah, and for him to just go in, and, I mean Arbor Jack guy, man, who knew? You got to be able to. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. I remember the last thing you said was Arbor Jack Eye, who knew you gotta be able to beat Okay. Something. You I don't see you. you. <clears throat> Sorry.
with a name like Arbor Jackeye, you should be able to beat somebody's ass. Like you got, I, that's just like a, it's a decent name. Like it just sounds like some, like, oh, we're going to go fight Jackeye. Like, yeah. Jackeye. And then you're like, okay, J-A-C-K. What the hell is there an X doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it just, I thought that was really cool. So you get to see that. I don't know if Montreal could come in and shock us, but I sure as fuck hope not. Like I really hope that they don't. All right. So that's our preview for this week coming up. Uh, do you want to move into the Hall of Fame next? Should we go ahead and get that out of the way? Let's get into the Hall of Fame. As we spoke earlier, uh, this week coming up is Halloween on the 31st. Uh, excited to take my two kids out trick-or-treating this year. Um, I'll be my excited daughter. to not be trick-or-treating with anybody. Yeah, yeah, but you got a Halloween costume party. You think so I'm taking my ne- Yeah, but you think I'm taking my nephew out trick-or-treating in this neighborhood? Nah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah, drive out People to St. Peter's for that, buddy. I'd knock out, I'd knock on the door and somebody be like, "Get the fuck off my porch!" Like, <laughs> right? I think I got candy, Jesus. But yeah, my uh, my daughter, she's gonna be my three year old. She's gonna be a police officer this year. She just they had like a um, like a uh, what do they call that? First responders day at um her preschool like a week or two ago, and she's just been obsessed with like you know police officers and firefighters since then. So. Yeah, she wanted to be a police officer, and then my son, uh, Ash Ketchum, Pokemon, he's going to catch them all. Nice. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's exciting. Got a great little outfit. Um, But yeah, so uh, with Halloween coming up, our Hall of Fame is going to be our Hall of Fame Halloween candies. I put some work into this one, man. You told me, man. You got some some notes. I just listed my candies, and I'm going to go off the bat here, but... uh, all right, uh, so we're doing five picks is what we decided on? Yep, five picks, and we'll do we'll go back and forth. and we'll uh, Back and forth? All right. Yeah, we'll do that. So I'll let you start. Number five, who's your number five pick? Five pick. All right, so I, I kind of explained this to you before we started. I didn't tell you any of my picks, but I had, like, my one and two solid. I know what they are. Um, three, four, and five, I have about eight choices that go in between there. Yep. So I'm just I, I'm just gonna have to bite down and pick it. My number five, Kit Kats. Okay, Kit, Kit Kats. Kats. I, I love Kit Kats. Break me a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Um, that was always my favorite candy when I was a little kid. No longer my absolute favorite candy, but um, you know, holds a special place at home. You can break them apart if you want to. You can just be a freaking savage like me and take those two bars that you're supposed to snap apart and just bite right into them. So now. I'm not breaking off a piece for anybody. Um, but yeah, Kit Kat, it's a nice, easy chocolate and wafer candy that's just perfect. Uh, doesn't melt easy and just, just you know, perfect little treat. So just so everyone knows, like this is like Halloween candy. So like if you go trick-or-treating or go to a Halloween party and they have like the bowl of candy out, it's like though it's like halloween specific candy so like the mini pack and stuff like that or like the mini yeah. two bars like stuff yeah. like that just so everyone's clear so your number five is kit kats my number yep. five i'm going with something that i just realized that they that that i just found out they do i think it was last year is the little mini gummy bear packs i love everyone who knows me knows i'm a gummy bear freak i love gummy bears you're i think you're lucky if you get these because I, I haven't seen anyone with them besides one person. One person I know literally had a whole bowl full of... Are you talking about the Haribo yes. gummy bears? Yes. Those suck, dude. Those oh my suck. God. You are, this, is, this is ridiculous that you're <laughs> slandering my gummy bears right now. 
I think you're. I think people are lucky that these aren't as popular Halloween candy because I love a good gummy bear. Like it's just I love gummy bears. It's my snack. Gummy bears right. are good. Horrible gummy bears suck. I no, know exactly no, no, what no, you're no, talking no. about. What are you? Are you a Black Forest guy? Get out of here. I don't, I don't know the name that. brand of them, but, the, but those... See, if you don't even know the brands and you're not, you you have no, you have no like. I know the horrible ones, ones and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> now here's why I like the mini gummy bears because it comes with about four or five. No one needs bag of gummy bears in one sitting especially me like no one needs that so when you can get a little mini pack you can satisfy that gummy bear craving even if it is a haribo um i think they need to be more uh, they need to be pushed out more kids need these you need to learn the good candy and gummy bear is a good number five for me what what do you work for haribo or something like the way oh, that i am you a just gummy bear I'm, I, I simp for gummy bears i do the way that you just pitch these gummy bears is something else man i mean i'll give you props for them uh i will say i i don't mind the red ones but like other than that like the, that's that's rookie there's like, shit there's like three different versions of like clear ones and like i'm like these all suck Oh my god, I can't handle this anymore, man. You're you're just the red, the you're red ones my okay, favorite candy. It's it's, it's definitely it's my favorite candy outside of Halloween. Like it's my favorite any like it's one of my favorite snacks, period. But I love the little mini packs. I, I will say I, I'll give you a fair chance to uh slander my next pick. I, are you done with your gummy bear talk? Because I'll move on to yep, number four. Give me your number four. All right. My number four. Now I, you got to tell me. I don't. I don't know how specific I need to be with this, but um, I'm going with suckers as my number four. Now I can get more specific if you want. I need. I need specifics. Right. specific because there's. All right, now, we all know there's a couple different ones out there that everyone likes. There's there's two suckers that specifically come to mind, and I guess I'm gonna have to pick one of them. Uh, what I'm talking about is. You know, and I think I know which one I'm going with. Um, so the other one I was gonna go with was like the Charms one, which Charms is yep. the brand that makes the uh, blow pops. But I'm talking yeah. about the, the stuff without the gum inside. It's just the flat stick sucker that like, you know, they're the individual flavors. Those are fantastic. Like that that gum, it's okay every once in a while, but like, I don't want that gum. That gum is kind of weird. It gets weird fast. But anyway, yep. that's not the one. If we're going to be specific, that's not the one I'm going to go with. The one I'm going to go with is those caramel apple pops. Those green flat suckers with the caramel yep. like pasted on them. Oh, those things are so <laughs> good. They ruin your teeth. But oh my god, I could suck on those. I would say forever, but really, like I end up biting into them in like thirty seconds because they're so freaking good. I just want it in my belly. Oh, I love those things, dude. So that's my number four. That was one of a uh, few that I left off my list. I love a good caramel apple sucker. Those are so, so that's, good, dude. I'm not going to slander your pick at all. Thank unlike you. Someone else okay. here. My, um, <laughs> my number four, I'm going to take the nerds mini pack and I love a nerd. And th this is why. And like, I have a, a whole explanation on it. Do you ever wonder why we as adults just love taking shots back to back to back? Where did that all start with the nerds box? Taking oh, the shots as a kid, yeah. taking that sugar, taking that sugar straight to the dome. 
you know, we used to get like, I remember they even used to have like those big ass boxes too, with like the side by side flavors and you could yeah. mix and match yep. and then just take them straight to the dome. All that sugar. Yeah, you like straight punch the little hole out in the side at the top of the box. Yep. Yeah. And like you could, yeah, you could either take the shot or you could pour them out, you know, pour them out a little bit, give some to your friends, dump out a little bit. Just the nostalgia alone with nerds. When I see nerds, I'm like, oh my God, this just takes me so far back. So I couldn't leave nerds off the board. Had to take them at number four. Nerds, you know, was like almost that was one of my like eight that I was deciding from. It's not going to make my list, um, but definitely one of my favorites. Now, one of the things that might have kind of turned me off on the nerds is just like, you know, we're not the only one doing a top uh, Halloween candy on our podcast this week. We, you know, I've heard it from a few other places and stuff, but like they get a lot of hate. Nerds get a lot of hate, and I don't understand. Unwarranted. The only yes. thing in the nerds family that deserves hate is that nerds rope. That is disgusting. I don't see it. I'll disagree there. I, I do like a nerds rope. I don't eat do. it very often, but they're pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, Especially the little clusters. The clusters are bomb, dude. It's like the okay. nerd rope, but just like a little chunk of it. All right. Yeah. Um. So I'll go to my number three. So I'm going a little in crazy order here because... I had a pick from eight. Okay, so yeah, my number three, I'm going to go with Airheads, dude. Specifically, okay. for me, the red and the blue, I un if I always look to get as many of the red and blue ones as I can, and then I unwrap one of each at the same time, and I do the corkscrew. Yeah, you're yep. doing the motion right now. Do the corkscrew with the red and the blue, and make my mouth the purplest mouth you've ever seen <laughs> by mixing that red and blue. Oh, dude, it's such a good flavor combo. Airheads, they're like, I can only eat like one of those at a time, especially now. I probably, when I was a kid, I could eat like 20 of them. But some, like, I think my older sister showed me that trick, and I'm like, oh, this is game changing. Like, Airheads just became one of my favorite candies ever now. So, yeah, Airheads is my number three. I can't hate on it. The one thing I will give Airheads shit about. That white mystery flavor is always. I terrible. love it, dude. I love it. Oh, it's always terrible. It's all the bad. white mystery. You know, the white mystery is all it is is just like the leftover of whatever flavor they were making in that batch. It's whatever, it's any flavor, but it's the leftover that they were making in that batch and they just don't add the food coloring to it. Huh. Okay. Well, they, I remember a lot of people said it was coconut. And no, I, no. I was like, oh, maybe I, if I would ever taste a coconut one, I would throw up, dude. I hate coconut flavor. So you're telling me that the white mystery flavor is basically the Natty Light. Like, you know how Natty Light is like the rest of the, like, allegedly it's the yeah. rest of the beer yeah. from, like, when they're making Budweiser and all that. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've eaten a, a white one and 100% tasted cherry. Oh, well, uh, I haven't had a, I haven't had an Airhead in years. I couldn't tell you the last time, but I know Airheads I always just despised a white Airhead. I did not like it. Um, my number three, I'm going with the Reese's Mini Cup. It's just a chalk pick. I could have put this one anywhere in my list. Anywhere. Yes. That's your three? Number oh. three. Yep. And listen to this. Like, here's I'm not a big chocolate guy. I only like two different kinds of chocolate candy. It's Reese's and it's Butterfingers. I can do a Kit Kat, but like I'd have to really get in the mood for it. I'm just not big on chocolate. Never really have been. But I want to get chocolate. And this is why I love Halloween, when, especially when my nephew brings his bag of candy over. And I'm like, oh, I'm stealing every fucking Reese's out of this. I'm taking all of them. Um, I, I want a Reese's when I want chocolate. And it's just the best. The peanut butter, the chocolate. Don't talk to me about anything else. 
And also, is Reese's not the most versatile hol- or holiday candy, period? Easter, Christmas, Halloween. I mean, if we do Halloween, Christmas, or Easter candy, I love a good Easter egg. I love the Christmas, like whatever they do for those. It might be like Christmas trees or some shit. But then also like the little mini cups for Halloween. It's just they're unbeaten. I don't know how they can't be in your list. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, I'll move on to my number two. So, uh, as I said, my number two and number one were my salad one and two. Uh, my number two is these are hard to find, but they are the f- probably the first thing I look for because my number one is very easy to find. The first thing that I really dig through a bag for, the 100 grand. What? The 100 grand. This is getting outrageous. Now, don't knock it, dude, because I bet you haven't had one in years. Don't and when I was a kid, man. when I was a kid, I didn't like them. But as I've gotten older, I had one like randomly, like maybe six, seven years, probably right around when my son had his first Halloween. I, I had one for like the first time as an adult. And I was just like, oh, you know, it, I was reading the description. I didn't even know what they were when I was a kid, but I'm like, well, oh, is it a hundred, text- hundred grand it's is what? Chocolate text- and nougat? It's chocolate. No, not nougat. Nougat's gross. You're thinking like Milky Way or something, but um, it's chocolate, caramel, and Krispies. It's like a Kit Kat with caramel. No, there's no wafer. What's the crispy? It's- what is a crispy? Crispy, like the like a crunch bar, like the little like Rice Krispies. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Chocolate caramel and crispy, dude. It's such a good combination. Like the and and dude, you cannot eat like the full-size ones. That's why I'm specifically talking like Halloween candy here. Like cuz the full-size ones you take like one bite then you take a second bite and you're like, "Okay, this too is a rich. little too much, a little too rich, a yeah. little too much caramel." But that little single size, the mini size of the 100 grand, they're so good, dude. And like I said, they're hard to find. So like the fans of you Go digging for those early in your kids' Halloween bags, because uh, I know I'm going to take them all for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not see hundred grand being on your list. I could tell you that. So that at least it's shocking. That's for sure. My number two and my number one are both just absolute chalk picks, and I'm I'm going with the two. I'm going with Starburst. Little mini Starburst packs are just they're undefeated, man. I mean. What is better on Halloween than opening up your bag of candy when you were, especially when you were a kid, you know, now we're taking it from our nephews or kids. What's better than getting two pinks or two reds in one pack? Nothing. There's been you know nothing why, better. You know why I'll say that Starburst didn't make my list? Cause they were definitely in my eight because of, like you said, the two pinks, two reds. Yes, that's definitely a possibility. You know what else is a possibility? And I feel like it happens. And I feel like it happens more times than not is you get two freaking yellows. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I hate the yellow Starburst. So that is why they did not make my top five. And I mean, I, let's be honest. I could tolerate an Amarillo Starburst every now and then. That's Spanish for you idiots out there, you uncultured swine. I could take an Amarillo every now and then, but a pack of two, I'm throwing that out. I'll throw it back in the bag. I'll open it and throw it right back in. And I don't do the orange flavored ones. The orange ones are just hideous. They're gross. Isn't but, it Amar- Amarillo? You're thinking Amarillo. Is. You're thinking Amarillo like the city in Texas. Amarillo. Amarillo. Whatever it is. Amarillo. It's, it's Spanish. And again, like I just don't do the yellow. I don't do the orange. I could do maybe one yellow. But 
really no. I want to get the red and the pink alone. Yeah, jump Starburst up to number two. It's just it's so good. I love I love Starburst. Yeah, start start like I said, the red and the pink. Those are good, and that that would be what if it was specifically only those. They would probably crack into my top five, but uh, not today. All right, now my number one. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder from me with your number three, but uh, the Reese's. And now you said the Reese's mini cup. I'm gonna throw a little curveball. The Reese's pumpkins, specifically. Halloween has its own shape too. I the didn't pumpkins, know that. See, dude, now we're learning. Yes. Okay. The pumpkins, and and like you said, any of those for me. Yes, obviously the the cups, like the full size. Not like those little individual like mini cups that you see at Christmas, but like the regular cup that come in the orange wrapper yeah, yeah. with the with the um the cellophane, the brown cellophane around the bottom or whatever it is. Like those are fire, those are perfect. That's the original Reese's. But the shaped Reese's, the Christmas tree, the pumpkin, the Easter egg. I think the Easter egg was the first of like the shaped ones. Um yep. I feel like they have one for every holiday now. But those shaped Reese's are the best they figured it out it's the perfect ratio to chocolate to peanut butter so i feel good. like in the shapes now that you say that the shapes have a little bit more peanut butter a little bit more cups. peanut butter yes yep and i and yeah. i think that's perfect like the cups are fine like let's be honest the cups are perfectly fine like i picked that's why they're number three on my list but the when you get that easter egg or like now i have to get a pumpkin i have to try one or like the christmas one i always feel like there's more peanut butter to chalk, like a little bit more, not too much, but just the yeah. perfect amount. Yeah, and I mean, like, it, it's kind of a a cliche pick or you know a, a home run, but like, it's everybody's favorite candy. Like, whose favorite candy isn't Reese's? Like, I, I guess there are a few, but like, dude, Reese's are so solid. They're so easy to find, and they're just so good. So that's my number one. Top it off and put a cherry on it. With my number one, I this is just something because some people like myself, some people don't like chocolate, some people don't like all the you know the bells and whistles that come with a ch- or anything else. Keep it simple, stupid is what my dad always told me. K I S S. Yeah. And there ain't nothing more simple and nothing more automatic, nothing better than a skittle. There's nothing better than a skittle. Wow. And when you get those, let's be honest, a big bag of skittles is too much when you get the little mini pack that you can rip open with literally two fingers on one hand you just pull it back get about 10 or 12 of them doesn't matter what flavor it is throw that shit all together put them all in your mouth taste the fucking rainbow bitch like that's what it is yeah okay it's the Wayne Gretzky of candy like it it will never disappoint you skittles skittles are fire but that is another one same with starburst where it didn't make my top five because of like the certain flavors. Now I will say I'd like I think I like like the yellow Skittles better than the yellow Starburst. And and now as I'm getting older, when I was a kid, dude, I would not do this to save my life. But like I'll mix the flavors up, taste the rainbow and whatnot. But like, dude, growing up as a kid, I wanted nothing but red and purple. Red and purple were the only ones I would eat. You don't like a green Skittle? Is is the green? Is it apple or lime, is it lime? Lime. I. You know what? I think I stay away from the green ones because I think I didn't like them growing up. 
There's just nothing not, to me. Like all the flavors are fine. I love all the flavors that come in the Skittles pack. The yellow and the orange aren't bad in in Skittles, like we said. I, and I don't mind an orange Starburst. The yellow suck. <laughs> I'm really hating on yellow, but uh, yeah, dude. And like, and if this was a thing of like, if if it just so happened to be a thing where Skittles were only red, they would probably be like my number two. Skittles are red. Skittles are fire. But yeah, just. The whole thing of like all the flavors mixed in the bag, it's like ah, that's too much work, and I'm throwing away some. And ah. how do we feel about the sour Skittles and like the other variations they've done? I think they've fucked it up the most. They should have just kept it the way it was, because the sour Skittles to me is just too much sour. I mean, I think when I was a kid, like I used to lick the bag, like yeah, get all the, the, get yeah. all the powder out of the bottom and fucking you know just lick all my fi- lick the finger. Uh, yeah. clean of all the sour stuff and i don't know how i did that now uh or how i could do that now but are we are you a big fan of like any skittles variations like the tropical or the you know the fruit like the fruit punch like stuff like that so there's one bag that is like um it might be that fruit punch one where it's like all the red flavors yeah and mm-hmm. i do i like those except for the watermelon that's in that red bag like and then, and then it's so hard. To, I hate watermelon flavored anything. I, I yes. like watermelon, but watermelon flavoring sucks ass. I think um, that's like one thing that people have not figured out is how to get like a watermelon. You can never replicate the real taste of a watermelon. It just no, cannot happen. Dude, and, there, and there's some people that love the watermelon flavor. That's fine, but it is not. It doesn't taste like a watermelon. Um, they got to figure out. They get, why did they make watermelon red when the uh, the outside of it is green? There's already like eight other flavors that are red. You got your cherries, your strawberries, like your pink lemonade. Your like, there's a whole bunch. Of, like, I feel like a million things are flavored red. Raspberry. Uh, why couldn't they make watermelon a green flavor and like an off color? Like, there's only one other. Well, I guess two with lime and green apple. I don't know, man. It's just so like watermelon sucks, but like. Those sour ones, I like those. Uh, speaking of another candy that got snubbed off both of our lists, M and M's, they got some good variations. Like, see, like I, I know that I'm not M and M is fire. I'm gonna get hate for my list because there's not there's one chocolate on there, and I know a lot of the allure of Halloween candy is the chocolates. You know, some people that are like re musketeers, which is basically just chocolate in chocolate. Which is it's just nougat, dude. That's oh, a nougat ridiculous. You're talking about. That okay? That's yeah. I've tried it before. It's gross. And then like you know, you got butterfingers, which I I would pick a butterfinger, but I can't because the the pain that I have to go through with flossing afterwards is just <laughs> horrendous. Like I do not want to be picking candy out of my teeth four days later. You know, even after flossing seven times. Um, did you have an honorable mention for your list that didn't make it? Are you going with the M M&M? and M? No, I'm not going to go with M&M. That actually wasn't even in my eight. I think M&M's okay. They're good. Like, I don't, I'm not going to complain when I get a bag of M&M's. Um, you know, I, I, can I have two honorable missions? Sure. Sure. And they're pretty, they're pretty similar candies. Um, one of them's a flavor variation candy, which is why it didn't make my list is uh, Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. That's another thing. I think Sour Patch Kids are phenomenal. I love the red ones. I love, like most of the flavors, but I can't even remember which flavor. I think it's the green ones in the Sour Patch Kids that suck. No, I think also that I, they almost made my list as well. I had them at number five originally, but then I remembered that I found the gummy bear packs and I was like, that definitely beats it. But I think uh, Sour Patch Kids have a watermelon flavor, if I'm not mistaken. I think like the light pink ones, 
Maybe watermelon. I'm not 100% Are they in the sure. standard pack? I don't know. I don't know. I think they may not be. But I know that yeah. they make the Sour Patch watermelon alone by themselves. Like, they're, like, they're shaped like watermelon. And, yeah, they're not very Oh, good. yeah, I've seen those. Um, but then my my other honorable mention is um, is uh, uh, Sour Punch Straws, the, the pink flavored. Yep. Pink flavored Sour Punch Straws. You know, they, they come, some and a lot of times on Halloween, they come individually wrapped. They're, like, maybe three inches long. Those kind of suck. But like yep. sour punch straws in general are fire, dude. Yeah, I I used to eat the shit out of sour punch straws. I feel like they were always candy. at like skating rinks, like growing up, like yes. like going yeah. like I, I never went skate. to like ice skate. Yeah, great skate, dude. I ate so many sour punch straws at great skate. It's not even funny. I mean, sour candy now to me just seems like a pain in the ass. Like, do you remember back in the day when we were kids and we had warheads? And oh uh, yeah, oh my god, like. Now I wonder why I do some of the stuff I do because I was a crazy person and I ate warheads for fun. Like my parents, I pop, them, the- I pop them in my mouth every once in a while when I see one in my kids' bags. See, I don't see them around anymore. Like I just don't see them as much. Like back in the '90s, we had no care. You know, people were putting knives and blades inside of apples when they're bobbing for apples and yeah. poisoning people's shit, and then also giving us warheads, which are just absolutely t- terrible for <laughs> your taste buds, terrible for your tongue. But. I- mentioned was a it's a really basic one again but it's one that i can i cannot pass up when i see them as a twizzler i love especially the little mini ones i love opening up a twizzler and i think people are like really like love or hate with licorice and i don't know like twizzlers are good but there also is a better variation that i will throw out there now red vines are so much better red vines are those the ones that like you can peel apart each string no so those are like those are like Twizzler strings. Like they're like actually okay. like stringy. They make them like that. Red vines are just like, they're like cherry flavored and they're really thick. And they just, for some, like, this is going to get weird, but like with Twizzlers, they're kind of like, like they're like really like candy ish. Like they're like shiny and like you could tell, like they put a lot of shit in them. Red vine is just like a straight up, like you could tell it's got like the cherry dusting flavor that comes off of it and stuff like that. To me, it's just way better. But if I see a little mini Twizzler in my in in a bag or at someone's house, I'm gonna eat it. Like, don't nice. don't get me wrong. But if you got a red vine, I could eat a whole bag of red vines, like or a whole box. If I if I'm if it's put in front of me, I'll eat the whole thing. Yeah, Twizzlers to me, like, that's something I liked a lot when I was a kid. But like, as I get older, it just they that's one of those candies. And there's a handful of these candies that just taste like a little too plasticky. And I think that's like probably the most prominent one to me. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think that was a good list. I think we both had some good takes and maybe some not so good takes. Uh, some shocking snubs. Like I said, uh, I was expecting like maybe M and M's to be somewhere. Uh, Snickers is a big one. Twix I hate Snickers. Is a big ones. Really. I just, again, like I just don't do chocolate that much. If I yeah. want chocolate, I want a Butterfinger or a Reese's. More a Reese's, but I, I don't know. Like Kit Kats, like, I need something to balance out the chocolate flavor, and like all those other chocolates just don't do it for me. And yeah. I, I'm gonna get hated on for that. I know a lot of people think I'm like a psychopath also for not liking chocolate, like some people do, but I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, what are the other chocolate ones that we missed? Like Milky Way, if you eat a Milky Way in front of me, I'll puke. Like, I will Milky Way suck. It's, it's it's not the chocolate though that that's the nougat that's gross in those 
Um, Hershey bars, like that's just chocolate. It's just yeah, that's your standard. I mean, like I don't, I don't hate a Hershey bar, but like I need a little more. You know what a good variation of the Hershey is that I really do like? An Nestle the Crunch? cookies and cream. Oh, ooh, no. It's the cookies and cream. The white chocolate with the Oreo pieces. Give me that. I'll take it. I, I like cookies and cream flavored stuff, but like the Hershey, I think they missed the mark on it, for, to me at least. Yeah. I can't, I can't agree there. Can't relate. All right. Solid top five. Solid Hall Decent. of Fame. Solid. I'm not calling it a top five. <laughs> all right now uh you want to do a quick all-in or dump and change yes um i'm gonna go first on this one okay and this is just something that just it hit me on saturday when i was watching the game i'm all in on saturday afternoon hockey games and really just saturday like i mean i know college football is going on but like i love a good saturday when the weather like it was this weekend it's so nice outside you can go post up outside you know have have a couple drinks but you got sports on all day I just love Saturday afternoon sports that aren't college football. Like when I can watch a baseball game in the afternoon or especially watch a blues game at, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, there's nothing better than that. I'm all in on afternoon hockey games. I guess I will say that. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm all in on those two. Um, like, I don't know. I know your um, setup's a little weird right now. I think you're kind of in between living situations. But um, me, I'm like with my house, you know, I have a, tv in my garage it's it's a shit tv it's not like it's anything special i don't have a great setup in my garage but um i just remember like it's it's an all-time thing when like the weather's nice i had the garage door open i got the blues playing on tv the kids are playing outside and just you know great time i love afternoon games dude especially oh in the fall outside in the fall at like it's great. This past weekend on Saturday, it was like, I, I don't know, 68 degrees, which is like right in the wheelhouse. Give me that Southern California weather where there's not a cloud in the sky. There's a little breeze coming through. The leaves are rustling. There's just nothing better than a Saturday afternoon filled with sports. Yeah, I love it's it. great. Um, I guess I got to do mine, huh? <laughs> um, weird of us. I We're both going all in this week. I am all in on charity golf events, dude. Um, I talked about it earlier. I had a great day on Friday. Uh, I've played in a couple few charity golf events before. Dude, they're just an all-time great time. Like, yeah, they're a little expensive, but if you're ready to drink that day, you're getting every dollar's worth when you're out there. I mean, you're just going to yep. be... There's be beers on every hole. Uh, about half the holes have, like, specialty drinks. Like, dude, I don't know how many... Um, uh, variations of like the uh oatmeal cream pie shots i did this time i don't know what it was like it seemed like it was a thing maybe it was the guy's charity whose uh favorite drink it was but dude it's like um it's that what's that like cinnamon toast crunch rum chata oh, rum chata, rum chata with like kalua or like some people did like there was something else other than kalua and then um and then like some people would put like a grenadine in it or like you know a little extra special liquor in it or something but like those were fire like you know that margarita on the bicycle i had like just the funky little setups that some of the holes will have like i remember like i think i talked about it last week with like the brett hole one uh they had like a cannon that was shooting golf yep. balls out like you know i didn't see that this weekend but like you never know when you're gonna see weird shit like that so oh i did a chipping contest with marshmallows on one of the holes like that was cool yeah it was <laughs> 
<laughs> charity golf events are just a good time. You know you're not going to be out there for four hours. It's probably going to be five, six, seven hour round. But you're just out there having a good time for all those hours. So, yeah, I'm all in on charity golf events. There's nothing better than a charity golf event. Now, I'm not going to be negative Nancy here, but is there anything, was there an open, like, was there like free beer given out there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Is there anything worse than paying 125 a person for a golf tournament and not getting drinks? Like you get, like there's one that I played in last year where you get two drink tickets and I'm like, then what the fuck am I paying for? Uh, yeah. Like, why am I even playing here? But I, I mean, that's only the, the only one I've ever played in that doesn't do it. And I was like, how is there not like with that many groups paying 125 a person? Give me a cart girl. Like I need a cart girl right. to, walk, like, to drive up. Like the one that we play in every year for my friend Luke that passed away a couple years ago. I mean, there, there's a there's a cart girl on every other hole. Like they'll be like, hey, I know we just saw you guys, but do you want six more? And we're like, yeah, they'll be gone by the next time we see you. Want a shot of fireball? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they always like a tradition there is shots of Jameson on like one of the holes. Oh. Like, oh, that's when I know I'm like, well. I was playing really well, but this is going out the window really quick. Those were going around. Uh, I, I don't think I took partook in the Jameson this week. Jameson just does not agree with me. I never Oof. pass up. A, I never pass up a Jameson ever. Oh. It's just that's a crime to me. All right. Well, there's our all in dump and change. Um, we got one last thing with um, our shout outs, our weekly shout outs. Uh, you want to go first on this one? You got one prepared or I can go if you need me to. I'll let you go first on this one. All right. Um, so I will shout out uh, my dear neighbors, uh, the Linux, growing up, the Linux family. Uh, this is my buddy who's having the baby, his parents. Uh, so him, his brother, uh, really bo- both him and his brother's wives and especially his parents, uh, you know, just growing up. I Like I said, we've known each other since literally diapers. We grew up across the street from each other our entire lives um i could go over and just walk into his house anytime i wanted didn't even need a knock may have seen some things that i didn't want to see we talked (laughs) well adam you'll know what uh what i'm talking about or junior if you're listening we had some good laughs uh this weekend talking about it but um yeah just just an all-time great family they're they were great hosts this weekend had us over for the diaper party uh you know, they always invite me over when they have family in town. We play our pokers. So, um, Junior, Donna, Adam, Andrew, your wives, Destiny, and, and Kayla, love you guys. The Linux family, shout out to you guys. And congrats on the sex again. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect one. I mean, you're, yours are always so heart heartwarming. Like, you have the best, <laughs> you have the best shout outs, that's for sure. I'm going to go off the board with mine, uh, with one of my buddies I saw over the weekend, and uh, it was actually, it was a whole group of people that were kind of like that I hang out with every now and then. But my friend, Mike Wilson, shout out to you. He's been supporting the pod for a long time. He always asks about it. And his buddies that he's, that I hang out with sometimes I see, uh, shout out Chris um, and a couple other guys. Uh, they always like, as soon as they see me, cause I don't see him that often, but they, the first thing they say is like, how's the pod going? Like, how you guys doing? And then like, he got two more people that we were hanging out with on Saturday. He's like, Oh yeah, they, he does a podcast. It's good. And then, uh, so got two more people to like subscribe to us. And they're like, yeah, we're definitely going to listen. And he's just always been like a big supporter. He's me on, like, you got to have me on. I'm like, dude, let us get in the pocket. Let us get some stuff going. Then maybe we'll have you on. I also did like 
shout out to him. I basically like tried to like do, I was like, let me do a test run with you. So I was like, let me get some takes from you. So I tried and he was like, I was like, you got to bring the energy. Like he, <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm going to brush up and I'm going to get it right. And I was like, I'll let you know when we get, when we'll bring you on. Cause we definitely will. He's a fucking character, this guy. But uh, yeah, shout out to Mike Wilson and everyone else that he's told about for the pod. So shout out to Mike. Shout out Mike it's Wilson. Big- yeah, man. Uh, we're, we're, we haven't had our first guest yet. And, uh, a proud loyal supporter of ours. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a little, maybe maybe a segment or so with him on. Just a nice little guest interaction. He's a fucking character, man. You, I think you'd love him. He's, he's funny <laughs> right as on. hell. Yeah, he's in. Uh, met him playing hockey through Corey, actually, one of my buddies too. So, um, he's just, he's just a really good guy. See him, like I said, I don't see him as much as I probably should, but um, good to see. Like I showed his place, and there's two other people there, and he's like. Yeah, you guys gotta subscribe, and they like listen to like five minutes of one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is all right. Like we can do this." So Hell yeah, really man, cool that's stuff. awesome. Little uh, so shout what, out to him. call him a talking blue notes angelist. You know, just spreading <laughs> the word. We well, should call our fans bluesers. Bluesers, so I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so Mike will be our first bluser. The bluser um, faithful. Let's do our last uh, segment, which is our NFL pick'em for this week. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm gonna call shenanigans on myself. I know we weren't gonna do this. I didn't even read the sheet before I picked this past week, and I picked the Jets for the second time. So I'm Zach, gonna I told you, I told you nobody would even know you did that. You could just let it slide. But I felt bad. I felt bad. The uh, I had to have integrity there. Uh, I'm gonna chalk it up as a loss for myself for doing that. So I am two and three uh, after last week, but you are three and two. I'll take it, man. I will take the three and two. Um, who did I have last week? Oh yeah, the Dolphins over the, Dolphins the Steelers. To beat the Steelers. I mean, that was a. I mean, Tua pick. came back. Tua came back, so you you, you got to expect it. Yeah, and again, I picked the Jets to beat the Broncos because I said the Broncos stunk, and they do. Is anyone like I know you're not like a huge NFL guy, but Russell Wilson is just I I would not want that guy on my team. Have you heard Dude, like yeah. about all the stories that are coming out about him? And I, I was talking about him with my buddies this weekend, and you know they're like, I was like, what's going on? You know, uh, the Broncos are my brother-in-law's team, so like you know he's just real down in the dumps. His literally his nickname is Broncos Bronco because he's such a big Broncos fan, and he's down in the dumps. And he says they stink, but my buddies are like, no, Russell Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. It's just something with this team or whatever. I'm like. I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't know that. much about football, but this guy stinks. I know one thing. Like, a lot of stories are coming out about him. Like, there was a story that Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman, his former teammates in Seattle, were talking about that they wanted to hang out with him, like, outside of football, and they had to go through his team. His agent. Like No, like his social team. Not his agent. His oh, social team. Okay, yeah. Like, I how, heard heard something about that. That is so douchey. Like how, not only that, like you're so separated from reality at that point. And I get it. Like he's probably got something with dating Sierra, you know, being like a huge pop star that she is. He's probably just lost his marbles. Like he's like, oh, well, I got to live like she lives. Cause I guarantee you, she has to do that. But you're not Sierra. You're an athlete. Like we, I think we put athletes on a different pedestal than we do like rock stars for yeah. some reason. And I think athletes are becoming more humanized, but Russell Wilson's not a human. And like the whole, like let Bronco country, let's ride. It's the most disgustingly cringe thing I've ever heard in my life. And he just like, he's too happy. Like, and I don't want to sound 
crazy again, but someone who's like happy all the time and like always positive, even when things are going back, afflect and be like, yeah, we suck. Like, and I suck right now. Like that scares me. There's something wrong in your head. And like, I don't get like how he would even be able to fix this. Like, is he at the point now where he can't even go in this locker room and be like, guys, look, I know I've been a complete fucking cheese ball and everybody hates me, but like, let's just figure this out. But I don't think he'll ever do that. I think his teammates really don't like him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know too much about him. He seems a little bit like a robot to me. Um, but he's got to figure something out because he just got paid the bag and got <laughs> like two hundred forty million dollars and they like so much money. Dude, that's crazy. But anyway, before who are you picking for week eight? This week. So week eight, um, this is a game that caught my eye as I was going through my weekly picks, a team that I don't see myself really picking in any other week, um, but the Tennessee Titans are playing the Houston Texans. Oh, I think Texans that's an easy stink. dub. I think that's yeah. an easy dub. They're terrible. You know what I'm going to do this week? I'm going to go against the Broncos again. I'm picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Broncos. Oh. That's, that's sad because the Jaguars Jags, Jags stunk for a long time. Yeah, and I just I was gonna pick the Cowboys, but like I don't. Eventually, I might have to pick them. But like they're playing the Bears, so I didn't want to pick them. And I almost picked the Cardinals to beat the Vikings, but that's actually like a toss them up for that game. So I'm gonna go with the Jaguars to beat the Broncos on Sunday. And I can't believe that I like actually admitted that I picked the Jets twice, and now I'm behind you. I wish you would have just let it go, man. Nobody would have cared. I didn't. We no, didn't catch it. If I would like, it should have been something I should have caught, and then just you would have repicked last week. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it is what it is. I'm two and three. You're three and two. So hopefully this week I can play some catch up. Uh, but other than that, man, I don't think we got anything else. So hopefully everyone enjoys the rest of the week. Remember three Blues games: Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And we will be back on Monday for our next episode. Um, unless there's some emergency thing that comes up and we have to, you know, record something, but, uh, expect us back on Monday. Um, thank you everyone, everyone for listening and keep liking, keep subscribing, leave us a comment, uh, in the Apple podcast, give us a review on Spotify, do whatever you can. And, uh, yeah, Joe, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, not really. Um, with, uh, my Linux family thing, I've kind of forgot to mention, uh, my buddy's dad, uh, junior Luther. He uh he said that he was going to like they were setting him up as we were over there at the party on Saturday setting him up he said he's going to listen to the podcast and you know he's not a very uh technologically advanced guy so shout out to Junior if you are listening uh and uh glad to have you on board and uh in the words of our boy uh Torpchenko let's roll peace let's roll baby <laughs>